0: Hey ghouls, happy hump day and welcome to Girlfriends Podcast, brought to you by your best girlfriends,
1: Lucy and Lindsay. Grab your blankets, snacks and good vibes for tonight's sleepover, where the category is always horrifically spooky. If you want to keep up with us on the socials, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Girlfriend Pod on Twitter and Girlfriends underscore podcast on Instagram.
0: You can also listen to us on all podcasting platforms where we release new episodes every Wednesday. And if you want to follow me on my personal socials, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Lulu underscore Pew.
1: And I'm at Hi, it's Lindsay, underscore on all social media. Now let's get spooky.
0: Hi ghouls. Happy hump day and welcome to Ghoul Friends. And um, I'm joined by my best ghoul, Lindsay, how are you doing? How was your Halloween?
1: It was so good. It was super chill. I just watched many, many, many movies back to back. And it was amazing. I've not had a quiet weekend in the longest time. So I loved it. How was your Halloween?
0: It was really good. Yeah. Um, I went and stayed with a couple of friends. They live like in the shire of like the village area of Aberdeen. So um, it was a really nice night, actually. We were out in the stars. There was a fire pit. They hadn't seen Ginger Snaps before, so I'd gotten them to watch it, and they absolutely loved it. Oh, uh, good, I'm glad. It was it was a nice chill time. They've got three cats now, so I had three cats sleeping with me. It was cool. Out of the movies that you watched, what was your favourite? Because you were watching like
1: stuff you'd never seen before, right? Yeah. Um, the kind of one that surprised me the most was Scary Movie because I'd never watched it before because I was like oh it's just some shitty parody movie and there's definitely some jokes in there that like have not aged well but the vast majority of it has so I was really impressed and I proper love Anna Faris as well so I was really glad to watch like the thing that made her famous she's an absolute queen she has her own podcast as well I actually really like it Good, yeah. I listen to it sometimes, and she's just she just seems like the nicest person ever. I love her. I have to ask, what did you think of Hocus Pocus?
0: And if you didn't like it, I'll be having words with you.
1: (laughs) No, I did like it, but the main boy character I can't remember his name now, he's such an arsehole. And uh, I seen something that was like, Um, Omri Katz has not been asked to reprise his role. I thought, good because he's a prick and like... <laughs> but um no I did like it um I watched a few other Disney originals I watched twitches I'd seen that before but oh, I forgot I how fun that. it was um yeah so maybe I'll watch the sequel soon who knows <laughs>
0: watch the Disney original Halloween Town I like that growing up
1: no I hadn't but I've seen a few articles saying like watch Halloween Town over um, Halloween but I kind of made this mistake by watching scary movie but I'd, I didn't want to get into a franchise I was like I want to watch lots of different films so I was like no I'm not going to watch Halloween Town because then I'll feel the need to watch all four of them <laughs> so I'll just leave
0: it. I know I'm going on a tangent here but I haven't caught up with you in like nearly a week. That's a, that's a while. Um, I watched Saint Maud for the first time
1: as well. Oh, was- I've got that on my Amazon Prime list. Um, I need to watch it. Um, Podmore put out a review on it on Monday. If you if anybody needs an extra push to watch it or listen to them because they're a really good podcast. Yes, please go listen to them because they go super in
0: depth on movies. Um, not only are they like really in-depth film films they're also all bloody hilarious and we love them yeah. all very much, so please go support Podmortem um but with that well before we start as well as you may have noticed we did mention it last week we don't have Sophie with us this week sometimes she's off gallivanting but she'll be back with us next week and um I'm sure we'll get a catch-up with all her thoughts on the past two episodes because there has been a lot that's happened in the past two episodes of Dragula, so Sophie if you're listening we love you and we can't wait to have you back and also happy birthday as well if anybody hasn't wished Sophie a happy birthday yet please do because it was her birthday this week um but shall we get into this episode of Dracula? yes
1: let's get into it right
0: so we are now on to episode three episode three of Dargillus season four and the title of this one is Wild Wild West. Um, Now obviously last week we had the most unexpected theme of all time which was an (laughs) beach party so what did you think Lindsay when you found out it was
1: going to be weird wild west? Um So I was like oh like that makes sense like you know you have associations with like ghost towns and stuff with the Wild West so I was like this makes sense we've also been to the Wild West before with Dracula in season two so it's not like it's untrodden territory for the series so I was like "Mm, this this is okay this is good. Yeah
0: definitely when I saw that it it did remind me really of that ghost town episode and I think actually that ghost town one is one of the kind of highlights of Dracula for me of all all the the series purely like some of the looks in that were great like there's some looks you immediately think of when it comes to Dracula, and I immediately think of Abora and the really creepy cartoon look that she did with the the, the, the jumping around and the big pants that was terrifying that look
1: yeah it was so well done um yeah, it's such a it's such a memorable challenge from that week. So it was nice to see them revive it in this episode. And the judges we had for this week,
0: were you absolutely buzzing when you saw Miss Trixie on your screen?
1: Yeah, Trixie Hotel is like one of my favourite drag queens of all time. And I just thought it was so Appropriate to have Trixie and Orville Peck here to do the Wild West episode. Like Trixie is well known for being a country music singer and has done music with Orville Peck as well. And I love that they are both kind of at this forefront of getting more LGBTQIA plus people singing about country music because it's just country music storytelling at the end of the day, and it doesn't shouldn't be kept by white guys who you know think that country is one thing when actually it's many 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 things so i'm so happy to have trixie there trixie's kind of been involved before like one of the prizes for one of the challenges i think it was in season three was like trixie mattel cosmetics so she's been behind it for a long time she's worked with the bullies for a while as well her and katia who she quite often pairs up with to do videos and other such things. They've worked with the bullies before on tours and stuff, so it was nice to actually see her in the flesh next to the bullies, judging alongside them, finally. Definitely. I couldn't think of
0: two better people
1: than Trixie and Orville. As you said, they're yeah. both
0: together, and you're, you're totally right about bringing more LGBTQI plus representation in country, because a lot of people... When they think of country, they assume it's very religious, normally Christian, it's white, cisgender males. Whereas that's just not the reality of it. As you say, it's storytelling and anyone can be part of country music. And they're both kind of part of paving that way. So I thought it was great. And I need to take a moment to appreciate Orville's like mask with the chains look that was giving very leather daddy vibes. Like I fucking loved it.
1: <laughs> Definitely. It it looked so good. It did. Um so yeah, we'll get we'll get into what happened this this
0: week. So um obviously we lost Astrid, which was a bit of a bit of a shock, but as we've kind of both said, we understood why the boolets did it. Betty obviously has a lot to show him with you know Astrid's kind of attitude with Drac as well. I think that was maybe the male in the coffin. I don't think everybody expected Betty to come back in and you saw Hoso's face just kind of drop a little bit. What did What did you think of the kind of like group reaction in this um, first bit in the, the boudoir? I think
1: it it's totally expected to assume that the person who won the challenge in week one would come back, um, but it's like, uh, I think it's Sigourney that said it, like every week's a fresh slate. And you can't, it's not about track record and stuff. It's about how you do in that particular challenge. And Ash didn't do well. And over the past week, since it's all happened, Astrid has said, I didn't do well. Like they've, talk, they've talked about their inspiration for their outfit and been like, and it was a really shoddy interpretation of that and just kind of holding their hands up and being like, yeah, I did shit. Yeah, my attitude was a bit rotten in that episode as well. I'm like not happy with the way I carried on, but there you go, it's happened now. Um so yeah, like I understand why they thought Astrid would be coming back, but obviously I think the right call was made.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think you you know, you live and you learn, and I think it's hard for anyone because Nobody can really imagine what it feels like to be in that moment unless you you have, and like you say, coming from a win to to being in the bottom, um, it would have been a big shock. But I have seen those kind of tweets from Astrid as well. And it, you know, it's it's nice to see that they're kind of owning up to mistake, their mistakes. And, you know, it's been several months since they filmed it. So I'm sure they've had time to process it and kind of reflect on their actions and things, but um, you know, they made a great impact and they're still a great performer, regardless. Absolutely, yeah and looking forward to seeing what they do in the future. Um, so we'll go into the looks and then we'll kind of go into the boudoir because there's some interesting, there's a really nice bit I think we get with Glazda Valletta as well. Like we get to find out a little bit more. Um, I'm really keen just to get into the looks. Um, first off, I think like coming off of last week where we both kind of said we were a bit disappointed in the looks, this week, Everyone came out so strong. Like I think this was like a really strong week, same as horror icons reimagined. It was kind of like picking at little things because the competition
1: was really fierce this week. Did you think that as well? Absolutely. Like even the two that end up for up for extermination, if this had been like any other week, maybe any other season, I don't know if they would have been in the bottom. But it's really splitting hairs because the competition is so tough this year. Exactly. So I mean, with and with this
0: um, wild west, um, weird wild west interpretation, they they got the opportunity to look at it from a sci-fi and a horror perspective and a western perspective because it's based on um, comic book series as well. Which I thought was really nice. And the Bouleys do talk about it. Like sci-fi and horror have like such a beautiful relationship together. There's such a history there. And it's really interesting to see how some of the queens took it in different directions. Like some took it more sci-fi, some did more like straight wild west. Um, but we'll we'll get we'll get into it. Um, while we're speaking about Betty, because Betty was the first one on the floor show, did like a if Dolly Parton meets Terminator in a wild west post-apocalyptic world what do do we think of this this look especially coming from you know last
1: week being in the bottom um I did I really liked the dress that she was wearing um I did agree I think it was Trixie that said it I wish she'd kind of amped up the makeup a little bit to try and further highlight that um like best little whorehouse in Texas slash terminator thing she was going for but where she pulled it back to end up in the top is the performance because she really did seem like one of those like performing robots that you see in like some American chain restaurants and that's malfunctioning to like and to then go and kill people and the way she performed it was amazing like it was spot on but I do wish that like I think she was going for was just amped up a little bit just so it was more obvious from a distance what she was because I I don't think from far away it was like completely clear what she was going for
0: yeah I totally get that the performance is what really sold it for me as well and it was yeah. so happy. you know Betty who was so in her head before and was really nervous and kind of you know just not giving everything she could I think really stepped up this week like you know, one minute being like all flirty and like you say, the best little horror house, little horror on stage and then has this gun and is like, I'm coming for blood. Um, But you're right, like even seeing it in the camera, you can't see all the details of the Borg eye. So I can only imagine for the the judges and you know, the stage is pretty big. They must be quite far back. You're gonna lose all that detail. We hear that later about Sigourney's makeup as well. You kind of need, you really need to paint for the back row as Trixie says is like definitely you're not gonna see it but I do think it was really good I just I am in agreement maybe just having like some metal thing on the even on the side of the face you could have that on the eye just it gives another dimension to the face as well um that would have just amplified it but the dress was great I love the hair it was something a little bit different for Betty um haven't seen her in that kind of style before but no I really I really liked it and I'm glad I'm glad she she had a bit of a, a redemption, you know, um, somebody that, I feel like, it's a shame because I feel like Jade Jolie hasn't had much screen time, and I kind of felt like this in this week as well, because Jade's, I thought Jade's look was actually, like, pretty good this week, and then when she's safe, I'm like, oh, nobody got to talk about the look, because I, th- I feel like Jade really took this in the sci-fi element, um, you know, it had the props, Of the head and there was like the pink goo coming out. It was like a jumpsuit kind of moment. What did you think of Jade's look? Because that had quite a big performance element to it as well.
1: I was kind of the opposite to you. I saw this and I was like, "This isn't good enough." Like this isn't good enough. Sounds so much (laughs) hard, so harsh. But I was looking at it and I was just like, "This." I didn't think it met the challenge. I thought she was too pretty. I felt like she would rely a lot on that prop and like the the slime, the goo that was coming out of it. I just, to be honest, I didn't get it. And I was surprised she wasn't in the bottom, especially when the bullies, when they had their little private chat to themselves, said that they felt like it was do or die for Jade. But I do kind of understand, I think she says backstage that she's second guessing herself because she's had no critiques which is also fair because I think week one and week two, she did she did really good looks and, again, got no critiques. So it could be, like, kind of a bit of both. Like, maybe Jade just really needs to push push the envelope or the bullies actually need to give her some feedback so that she knows she's doing an okay or a terrible job if they think she's doing terrible. So, yeah, part of me is like... I think she could have tried a bit harder with this, but how is she supposed to know that? No, just told her anything the whole time she's been there. Yeah, exactly. I, I do
0: get where you're coming from. I think just for me, because I didn't see any other sci-fi looks, like clear sci-fi looks there. I was quite excited by that. I don't. I just, I kind of sounded like, oh, you no, know, as I said, everybody else's looks are amazing. I just thought it kind of was a bit different and hit that mark. I think I really wish that the head, Prop would have been more realistic because it really wasn't and we know that you know especially from um some of the other looks not even just on the show but what Jade has shown before on like Instagram and Twitter you know in the run-up to to Dragula really can pull off more of that realistic look with props and special effects and all this kind of stuff so I was a bit gutted by that part of it but yeah, I think in the next week two weeks she's really going to have to push the envelope because it is getting like so close to the I say so close to the finish line but as we get less and less contestants it's going to be as the Boulet say it's going to be the tiniest little things that put you up for extermination so I really I, I really was excited to see Jade this season and I hope that she does get feedback either either way because you know she also has something to prove having been on um, drag race before and is wanting to show that she's a multifaceted queen and you know can do a lot of different things
1: I think that's a shame for people who are fans of drag who are watching this maybe not just like Dragula, but like drag race as well and I think there'll be people like us who saw her in season five who are just so curious to see like what she does in this show but she's getting hardly any of the confessional time like no nobody seems to be speaking to her in the boudoir and she's not getting any feedback from the judges so she's just kind of like in the background um which is a shame because i'm sure there's a lot of people who are so curious to see what she's going to do and we're we're giving she's giving us nothing (laughs) We're rooting or for should it. I say this show is giving us nothing um but maybe maybe she's up for a big win or something later on in the season a big dramatic storyline later on in the season because yeah we're getting nothing from Jade at the moment but it's not her fault yeah
0: exactly as you say it's not her fault but we'll see what comes in the coming weeks you never know Dracula pull yes. like pull gag and a twist so <laughs> anything could happen um the next look we'll go on to is Saint's. I really want to speak about this look because Saint took it in a completely different direction which was the um, the cow look. Now I do get what Boule say, that in terms of performance Saint wasn't really giving much of a performance on the floor show. It was very kind of timid and reserved. But I feel like this look doesn't get enough love. I don't know. I really, really like this look. Like it's really. I find it really creepy. Um, I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed it. I know some people had a lot more elaborate looks, but I really like this. I kind of wish saying got a bit of praise for for doing something a bit different, being this like really fucked up cow and like I, I, the pain and everything like in the in the confessional. But I I find that it was creepy. For me, it was creepy. I don't know what you thought.
1: No, I loved this look as well. Like, it's a shame that she went for this kind of quiet performance of it. I wish she'd done something really, like, outrageous because she's this cow-human hybrid and either went all in with, like, the fashion runway kind of style that she has or went the total opposite way and just been total like m- like human with mad cow disease gone far too far to the point that you've turned into a cow and just either gone like super sexy fashion runway or like diseased monster because what was sh- the performance wasn't giving us a huge amount unfortunately, but I loved, loved, loved this look so much. And I was surprised actually, that she was in the bottom compared because like I've already mentioned one that I didn't love. There's another one that I really didn't like as well. And I was very surprised that neither of those people were in the bottom eh, and Saint was.
0: No, I was surprised Saint was in the bottom as well. I feel like Saint had a really strong performance I was actually expecting them to be in the top not necessarily the winner but like in the top maybe four um Hmm. I was surprised I feel like with that performance you could have had like milk like
1: drowning you or like some oh yeah she had udders you could have milk coming out of those udders or something or like make it like lime green or something so it's like toxic milk and do you know what I mean
0: yeah exactly like it could have been gunky and gross and oh that's what we like we want the grossness (laughs) yes we love a bit of filth um next we'll go on to a really really strong look which is Dali and Dali does this like really cool post-apocalyptic like bounty hunter and this just looks like something that came out of one of the Fallout games and it's like Valley does um, their signature paint and it was something, Trixie mentioned it as well, there was something like really kind of sexual about it as well. I feel like in season three, you know, I had a really big crush um, on, oh why have I forgotten? uh land insider <laughs> hmm. and i feel like dali that for, for me in season four i don't know it's just interesting as well considering last week it was a very like non-sexual look and it was very cutesy and to see this it kind of shows dali's range
1: what did you think of this yeah very much so um i kind of got that vibe as well like it was just it was just really fat and then you're looking at them and the confessionals you're just like you're really fat <laughs> But no, I like, I absolutely loved this. Like, it was definitely up there for me. Like, for me, I don't know how they actually chose a winner between Dali and the other person who did really, really well. Um, We'll talk about them in a minute, I'm sure. Because both of the looks were perfection. This one is definitely... I was going to say, oh, this one was definitely that crossover between the sci-fi and the Western, but, like, the other one is as well. But I think Dali had a very, very, very strong week this week. And I think, actually, for this challenge, a double win would have been justified. You know what? I was actually thinking this
0: was going to be a double win, um, especially because of what the Boulay say when we come to the other person that was really strong, they, they said like, I want to put both of you in the next comic book because you look like you both belong in the same universe. And they did actually like really sit well. To, they were standing next to each other and the looks kind of suited each other perfectly. So I thought if you yeah. were ever a double win, this would be a double win. Um but they were both really strong. So I you know I would have been happy with either of them getting it to be honest. But yeah a great look um we'll move on to Coco's look and Coco did this um like slutty pig kind of look um kind of similar I say similar but in the same realm as Bitter Betty where it's like best little whore in the prairie um what did you think of
1: this look? Um, Coco disappointed me a bit this week um in week one I was like is one to watch out for that Morticia Adams look was amazing to the point where I think that she could have won that episode but the last two weeks I just feel like like last week she was like I don't have anything for this challenge like not as much of an attitude as that but like saying that I don't have anything for this challenge you know Kind of feel saying like oh I don't really I don't really like the sixties very much and you kind of got that again this episode like oh I don't really like sci-fi I don't really like sci-fi either but I'm sure I could pull something together for it I kind of I felt like like almost defeated straight away and I was just like where was this really strong queen that came in in episode one and flipped the script for morticia Adams but now all of a sudden you can't do anything and I just felt like her the prosthetics very well ap- applied but when you just compared it with everyone else there's just not a huge amount of thought put into it and she just didn't really care and that's not like annoys me because she's such an amazing queen and I'm like why are you doing this
0: Exactly. We know that um, Coco can conceptualise a look and really give a story. Like you say, that Morticia Adams look is, I mean, we're only in episode three, but it's probably going to be one of the highlights of the season, in all honesty. It's a really, really good look, and the, the story behind it is an incredibly important one. However, I am in agreement with you, like that note about, oh, you know, I don't like sci-fi. The whole point of Dracula is not like picking and choosing the genres of horror that you want to cover you have to show that you have range and you can rise up to the occasion and um, you know i'm sure there's been other challenges where people don't have much reference to it and um, you know we've had performing challenges before where it's been like singing and people aren't singers or they have to do a variety of different things it might be something really niche but you have to show that you can take take it and run with it mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I got that kind of the, the attitude thing. Like you say, the prosthetics are really good. I am in agreement with the Boule brothers in the sense that it felt very similar to last week. I feel like it, it's, it's not one note, but it's just a similar theme running through all the looks. And that's not to say that you can't be sexy. You can 100% be sexy if that's your thing. And you know we've seen on other shows, aka Drag Race, Uh, most recently with charity case where people are saying not showing range but it's an alternative queen and you know you can't have that signature style that makes you you but you interpret it for the challenge if that makes sense kind of make it your own Whereas this and when you saw the looks all together like from the different floor shows I don't know if you got that as well it just felt quite similar especially to last week I would say
1: yeah definitely like this week and last week were very samey i think it's the breastplate to be honest like well <laughs> we all love big tits but you can't always rely on your big tits to get you through can you <laughs> unfortunately this is true <laughs> um so i think maybe if she just like swapped out the breastplate just this one time it maybe would have been a bit different but I mean maybe this week's this week and last week's challenge just weren't for Coco and then you know every other week Coco would have been the top but we're you know yeah it's just based on the challenge in front of you isn't it and it's just a shame that she's not really met the challenge either week
0: yeah yeah exactly
1: we'll move on um we'll go on to hoso
0: next who again interpreted this look in their own way something like really different it was kind of like a, a plant vibe but then in the and it was like um really cool props for the hands and in them it had like almost like cannons like weapons and to me i don't know if you got this but it felt very like um audrey 2 like if audrey 2 was in the wild west and was a villain it kind of gave me um a a little bit of that
1: i never thought about that but it's very true um i absolutely love this like i think we can always rely on hoso to go in a completely different direction um i really really like this look although (laughs) what made me nervous sorry this is going back to drag race again (laughs) Denali, who was my absolute favourite in season 13, invicted far too soon from RuPaul's Drag Race season 13, also did a cactus look. Um, I think it was during the re- uh, reunion or was it the finale? And it, over Halloween weekend, she did another mother look. I'm like, please do not let this be the sign that Hoso is going to leave this competition early because of some bullshit because Hoso is so talented like has more creativity in a wee finger than I have in my entire body and I need Hoso to be in the finale for Dragula, that's it. Yeah but please drag gods we are praying to you (laughs) don't let this be a curse. Um I'm probably getting picking a connection out of nowhere but I just seen that over the weekend and I was like no like I can't have also be my new Denali like I can't let this happen I was devastated when Denali was eliminated I don't want to feel that feeling again still not over it
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it was a really cool look like you don't immediately think of Cactus with Wild West but also it's incredibly obvious at the same time yeah there's-
1: there's cactuses everywhere but it's not the first thing you'd think of
0: and I would love to see Hoso in the in the finale as well I think once we get a few more episodes in we are probably going to start speaking about who are going to be our front runners um because there's still quite a few people but I just get so excited each week as to what Hoso will bring to the challenge because you never know what to expect and that's mm. exciting
1: it's very exciting
0: um again like I'm glad they were safe. I'm almost like, oh, I wish they could have gotten feedback from the from the about this. I'd love to have heard what they thought about this look because it was totally different. But hey ho, that's what happens when you're safe. Eh? Um, we will move on to Mary Cherry. So Mary Cherry's look um, did kind of like a the mother of the whorehouse, you would say. Actually, like a really pretty look as well. This was like, um this red Western outfit, and then had this like black fringing over the face. Um, Mary also did some body paint as well, which was green, which was a nice touch. It kind of gave alien vibes, I suppose. So it kind of touched on the sci-fi and the, the Western part. I think this was definitely a step up from Mer- uh, Mary Cherry considering last week. Um, I thought she actually looked really pretty. Um, However, we'll probably get into it now as well. Just with everything that's happening in the boudoir, I kind of agree with everyone that, you know, Mary is getting quite a lot of screen time. And for people like Jade or even Hosuh, Hosuh hasn't had that much screen time either. I'm kind of like, I wish they could get to the forefront. I get it's Mary's personality, very like bubbly and loud. And some people in this competition are obviously just a bit more quiet and reserved, but I'm kind of just like, please let other people shine. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but also that's not Mary's. Mary didn't edit the show. No, that's true. Do you know true. what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Um, so I do get that. I mean, Mary is a queen from New York and we'll have seen from other shows, New York queens tend to be quite loud. La Zavallette is also a New York queen. Is also quite loud. Mm-hmm. Um, it does a lot, a lot of talking. Um but I do get it from, like, a competition standpoint as well. It would fucking piss me off. And if I was, like, stoning some bustier and there's somebody in the background just like, nah, 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 like, yappy 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 like, the whole time, I'd just be able to think, hey, shut the fuck up. So <laughs> I don't know if it's very cherry, but I understand why everyone's getting a bit annoyed with her. Well,
0: what did you think of the look? Did you like it as well?
1: i loved everything except the face this was like my other one that i was just like really disappointed with because i look i was just looking at it and i'm like this this isn't a one alien. this is a mess like yeah with the paper lashes and i mean i know i've seen it done for pictures i don't i personally can't really think of how you would do the one eye thing for a floor show where obviously you need your eyes to be able to see where you're going. Um, Which is maybe why it was a bad idea to do a one-eyed alien and maybe they should have gone down like a multiple-eyed alien look and drawn more eyes on their face rather than just having the one eye. That being said though, I did love the green paint. I loved like the base and stuff. I thought it was really nice. It was just this eye, I just thought it was a bloody mess. And I just thought, come on, like we've just had this conversation the previous week about you stepping it up. Um and I didn't I think they tried, but when I looked at it, I just kind of thought that's not good enough. Yeah, Um, sorry. No, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) It's 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 not though.
0: Um I thought that Mary was gonna be in the bomb, as I say. I think she looked very pretty in terms of like the outfit and stuff like that. And I think the the paint was like really nice. It was just a very, I think it's, it suited her really well. But that eye, it's just like, I I didn't think about doing multiple eyes, but that's something that you could do relatively easily. I think, (laughs) you know, you obviously want to push boundaries and push yourself on Dragula, but at the end of the day, you need to be prepared when it comes to the floor show. And I don't know how she went on stage thinking like, that's that's good enough I thought you I would maybe have just taken it off and just done like a really like pretty eye look because you have the green anyway you could maybe have done some scaling or something like that
1: like Sigourney did um I don't know but I do get you yeah there's that as well she could have just painted herself green and done normal makeup and then done some kind of scaling on the face somewhere to be like I'm an alien by the way um Or even if she was just like some lizard human hybrid because obviously you get lizards in the desert as well um and that could have tied in with the green but it was just i I don't know why it angered me so much this morning because it was really just this eye situation that i hated the rest of the outfit is actually really good but i too was also surprised that she wasn't in the balsam because I thought, oh, you've had enough chances, you need to be in the bottom now. But the bullies loved it, so who the fuck am I?
0: (laughs) you've got a wee pun in there, I too. (laughs) Oh, I hate me too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because we've talked a bit about Sigourney there. Let's talk about Sigourney Beavers. Look, so, as we mentioned, did um, like body paint as well, but blue and um, had a reveal as well so they came on in this kind of like stars and stripes styled outfit very glamour and then took it off and revealed this gold outfit um it was a very pretty look I would say um what did you think of this this kind of blue it was almost like I could say dolly-esque not in terms of the shape and the silhouette but in terms of the fabric like the gold and the glitter and stuff like that I don't know if that was what Sigourney was going
1: for but um what did you think of this? Um, Sigourney is such an amazing performer Mm -hmm. because when I first saw the look I was like oh she's blue but she just performed the absolute hell out of it that I didn't really care. Um, I do agree with the judges I wish her scales had been a bit more prominent because it wasn't until the judging and we got a bit more close up on her face you could see it and it was very it was very subtle for camera anyway. I'm sure it was probably different in person um but I thought she's done a great job tonight, like absolutely deserving of being in the top. The outfits were great, the reveals were great um and Trixie was like Trixie said it was almost like a like an explosion when she took that first thing off, and obviously that's very western with like guns going off and stuff like that as well. Um I thought she like 100% done an amazing, amazing job. And I, I think as well, if the scale and detail had been had been done right, I think we would have been having a three-way tie for first place because her, her performance skills are amazing. She hasn't disappointed any week on the performance side whatsoever. Um, yeah. Not,
0: you're, you're totally right. You can tell she comes from the burlesque world and from like cabaret and dance like um because i'm a big fan of it as well and i've done burlesque in the past like there's these little things that, you know even the hands like there's like the thing you call burlesque hands where your fingers are like slightly bent and it's just like the little details and it's so meticulous and seamless like i'm really excited for the coming episodes if we get more performance-based challenges um you know not just the performance in the floor show kind of like we had with the beach party i hope we get that on another level because i feel like Sigourney would absolutely smash it um i really really like the look and um, as you said the i say issue the scaling is done beautifully but as we said you got to paint for the back row because unless you're seeing it up close you don't see it and it's a shame because i can imagine that takes a lot of effort to do those little details so you kind of want to make it shine um but yeah, it was it was a really really strong look, definitely worthy of the top. And you can tell that Scorny also loves to reveal. I think this is like the th- I think we've had three reveals. Oh no, we didn't. In the second one, they got they didn't have the reveal, but they planned one. We had a great reveal in Horror, Horror Icons Reimagined. So excited to see if we get if we get more of that. Um, but we'll move on to another really strong performer, one of the stars of the night, and that is Laz De Valletta. Um this was absolutely amazing, this um kind of gender-bent cowboy also paying heritage to their culture as well. And I think like we should probably talk about in the boudoir as well. Um Zavalette is talking about the in- inspiration behind their look and how um they learned about their culture. I think it's about a specific um a specific person. I can't quite remember the name of it. I don't know if you have a note of it. Um that their sister had taught them about it and that was obviously very close and personal and we kind of got to see the more vulnerable side of Zavaleta and it like i have really warming up to her now
1: um yeah same like I knew from episode one like the three of us talked about it like the way that Zavaleta was carrying on was the behavior of a very hurt person mm-hmm. and um it was it was really nice to see that, and it like you say it does make you warm up to them. So, um, Zavala's inspiration was Emiliano Zapata, who mm-hmm. was someone who was integral to the beginning of the Mexican Revolution, and this was someone that their sister, who in episode two one one we found out had passed away, so it was someone that their sister had told them about and then Laz Avaleta was kind of talking more about why they are the way they are and it's a lot of it is to do with their sister passing away when they were 13 and you know having to try and be strong for the family they were only a teenager there was this newborn baby that was brought into the house and like they ended up having a lot of responsibility for it and it's just so it's just a lot and anybody that's lost anybody knows how shit it is to lose a family member or a friend excuse me um and those feelings are amplified so much with there's like other issues going on at home and then there's this baby to bring up as well so you kind of understand where they come from and you see in episode two and in this episode as well that is not a bad person like when everything was going down last episode she pulled Hoso aside and to kind of give them a bit of a pep talk. Like Savaleta's is not a bad person, or a hurt person. They're very different things.
0: Exactly. We talked about this before. As you said, a lot of it comes from from being hurt. And I think they say it themselves, like, I'm not a bitch, but I present myself as a bitch because I'm protecting myself from the world. Because, you know, that's the that's, defense that's, that's, mechanism. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this this really was Zavaleta's night. Like this outfit from the earrings to the, the hat, to the boots, like everything was absolutely on point. And the performance was great as well. This like evil smile throughout it.
1: I absolutely loved it. What did you think of it? Yeah, absolutely. The look was perfect. The performance was amazing. You could just, you could feel the joy, the confidence through the screen like because this is something that means something to them on like an emotional level like this reminds them of their family it is culturally important to them because Savaleta is from Mexico City originally they are Mexican so this has cultural significance to them and it's I really feel like it's the third act in their redemption story as well like over the last three episodes like we kind of saw the first episode someone who was being very mean ended up in the bottom after being super overconfident and rude to the other the other monsters and in episode two we kind of saw her learn from the feedback she got and now I feel like this is an amazing end to that kind of storyline, shall we say, in Dracula and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing them do many more amazing things as the show goes on.
0: Yeah, exactly. I feel like if Zavalletta keeps on the trajectory that they're at, they could very well end up in the finale and it would be well deserved. Um, Absolutely. I would love to see that for them, And in all honesty, um, after everything that we've seen so far. So as we've kind of alluded to, um, our top contenders, of the night are Sigourney and Zavoletta and Dali and Zavoletta wins the challenge as we say I think it was really close um between Zavoletta and Dali did you have I know we mentioned about a double win but did you have a favorite between the two
1: or were you just happy if either one of them got it I was just happy that one of them got it like when I was sitting watching this morning I was just like I don't know how they're gonna choose and apparently still like I still don't know how they chose because I mean it was so close either of them could have taken it a...
0: yeah I'm the, I'm the same it was like I couldn't pick and because they're so suited each other as well it was just like it almost made it harder because they really both looked look like they were from the same universe I hope post-Dragula because I know some performers like to wear the costumes that they wore on the show um out at shows I would love to see the both of them in a show together and doing like a cowboy standoff performance or something like that it'd be fucking amazing or oh, maybe they'll bring that out for the Dracula world tour here's hoping.
1: oh that would be good
0: <laughs> um but we'll get on to who's on the chopping block um so up for extermination this evening was saint and coco Kane. what did we think about this because i know we've said there's a couple other people that we thought maybe should have been on the chopping block to me i did think coco probably would be in the bottom but i'm i'm surprised by Saint. i know it is like each week's a fresh start, and you don't compare to the week before because they obviously came from a win. But I still don't think they deserve to be in the bottom this week.
1: I was shocked and I think as well, I've been watching reality TV for a really long time, so you can sometimes see the way things are edited and kind of make some assumptions about who's going to be in the top and who's going to be in the bottom. So it kind of made sense for Zavaleta to win considering the story arc that she went on in this episode. It kind of made sense for Coco to be in the bottom because we've kind of had two episodes now where they've kind of not seemed to be very interested in the challenge Saint was not in this episode really except at the start when they were like oh it would be really really nice if we could get a win back-to-back wins that was it and so I was like where the hell are you pulling Saint from whereas the whole episode everybody's bitching about Mary and I was fully expecting either Mary to win or be in the bottom, um, but none of that happened, and it's just, it's just a bit bizarre that it's ended up being Saint because I think Saint's look was really strong, and I think it was stronger than Mary's and Jade's actually as well.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not um, in disagreement with you there. I thought Mary was going to be in the bottom as much as I liked Jade's look like parts of it like because of the sci-fi element I get where you're coming from it would justify being in the bottom just compared to some of the other looks on that stage which just took it to a whole nother level um but we get the extermination and it's a group extermination this week and again it's more of like a low-key extermination actually I think this would be pretty fun they're on one of these like um bull ride buckaroo things that you would get in like a western country bar and they all have to stay on it how would you do on that like would you do you think you'd last really well? Um,
1: <laughs> I've been on one like a fair few times like whenever we've had like fairs or fates or whatever like I'm originally from a village in the southwest of Scotland so all the kind of local villages would normally have a fair or something like a fate rather in the summer and at a few of them you would get a mechanical bill uh, so I've been on one a fair few times I don't ask me what my longest time was on it because I've <laughs> probably not been on one since I was like 13 14 but um yeah they're loads of fun when I seen that I was like oh they must be putting they mustn't be putting something down um for them to fall into that's horrible and it's like no it's the same inflatable thing that everybody goes on and at any fate or anything I've ever been to. Um so yeah, I was like this is fun. There's nothing scary about this. I
0: mean, it makes a nice change from some of the exterminations that we get on Dracula, which are like True. horrible. Like I remember it's, a se- it's season 3, the first extermination is jumping out of a fucking plane. Like yeah, that was wild. That compared to this <laughs> mild. True. Um, so it was a fun challenge. I've never actually been on a mechanical bull. I'd like to think I'd do well, but maybe we need to test that next time we see each other. We'll
1: find somewhere that has one. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of folks say to hook your feet around the horns and it helps you stay on longer, but I don't think that's... It's never worked for me. Uh, see, I think I would fall off a lot easier that way if your legs are up like
0: that. i just bubble over.
1: Oh, wow. i like hook them like, underneath so you're so like the top of your foot is like behind the horn on the other side oh okay right i thought you meant the front and i was like wait what <laughs> no just... i don't have feet like a bat lucy <laughs> 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 just curl around <laughs> i don't know how
0: flexible you are babe <laughs> i'm not flexible at all <laughs> um because yeah, they all partake in this challenge, oh, I'm gonna be dreaming about that tonight. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, mechanical wool just. I'm crying. <laughs> That's funny, but anyway, yeah, we have this extermination, and um, we find out in the end that it's Coco. That's been given the chop, and this is actually a really good extermination as well because the boules are in, um, you know, this like tavern bar and they're like eating the meat of the person who's been exterminated. And then we see that it's Coco, and it's funny because Coco was pig in the exter- in, in the challenge and um, he's being like roasted on this fire pit, and it looks really cool actually. Um, what, what so, do you think? I... Yeah, what do you think?
1: Um, I thought. I thought the right person went. I thought it was a really good, like they did it in a really good way as well. But this extermination challenge reminded me, or rather like the little movie bit at the end. So I think it was after episode one, I was watching a review of the episode and they were saying like the little movie bit at the start about how it was all about masks. And then the masked queen went home so they were wondering if there is a connection between the movie bit and who goes home so in episode two I couldn't really see the connection if I'm honest but then in this one it was like at the start of the episode they're like oh go and get us something to eat and then it was the two queens who were dressed like animals who were up for extermination. So I am wondering, are we going to have to keep a closer eye on these wee movie bits to see if they give us early teasers, warnings as to who's going to go home? You know, I never thought about that, but you're
0: so right. It's a wee bit of foreshadowing there. Mm. I wonder if, I assume they probably maybe do the movie bits after the episode. So it very well could be that it's like a little tidbit.
1: It could be. It was just, it went completely out of my head last week because I didn't really see the connection, but then one in three, there has been. So I'm like, mm, I just, I wonder if this is something that's been done on purpose. Maybe if I rewatch episode two, I'll find the connection. I don't know, but when I've been ruminating on it, I've not been able to find it. But yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And uh I I was like thinking the bullies are very clever this morning. <laughs>
0: they are indeed. Well, we're gonna have to keep an extra close eye next episode at the movie bits. See if we can we can predict anything. Yes. Um, but as we mentioned, Coco went. I'm in agreement with you. I think the right person um, went out of the two that were up for extermination. Um, it's a shame to see Coco go, and I really felt so bad for Saint as well in the the boudoir. Flash like confessional bit because Coco and um, Saint are really close and Saint felt absolutely horrible about it it's like if anybody I had to be up against I really wish it wasn't you but unfortunately that's just the the name of the game but I think like you know near the end Coco even does kind of admit that yeah my look wasn't great like it should have been more polished so I think there was a little bit of humility there and they kind yeah. of they, they get why they
1: went would you say Yeah, definitely. Like, even in confessionals, like, I really liked Coco. They always seemed to be very aware of, like, what was going on and seemed like a really genuine person as well. And I'm, like, I'm I'm actually genuinely really gutted that they're not going to be there next week because you saw that potential in episode one. I think it's just a shame the last couple of weeks these challenges have kind of tripped them up a bit because they're not necessarily in their wheelhouse. But everybody go follow Coco Kane on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Please do go follow Coco on all the socials because absolutely amazing performer before Dragula and will be after Dragula. And that's the episode. Unless you have anything
1: else that you want to to cover, Lindsay? oh i can't remember oh this is just random but um i saw bits and bobs of the bullies show that they did for halloween and um like my first introduction to the bullies was dragula like i'd never heard of them before this and seeing these bits of them performing like they actually perform like they dance they did that like axe grinding thing with like the sparks and stuff coming out and I was just like in awe really because they've got Dracula now and and they could really at the performances just give the bare minimum and everyone would be like yes queen um but no they go out and they do the damn thing and they've been doing music for this series um we were talking before we started recording they've released all the episode names now and what they're going to be about and later in the series they're going to be lip-syncing to a bully brothers song um so yeah i just love that for them and i was just I don't, I don't know why I was so surprised that there were such good performers, but I just thought it was really nice to see. So if anyone went and they want to share some videos that they have with us, please do.
0: Please we do. We'd
1: love to see that. Um, yeah, I think that's really important, the bullies
0: pra- um, practice what they preach. They don't yeah. just talk the talk, they walk the walk, and they are speaking from experience because they're performers themselves. And, um, I would love to see them perform I hope when the Dracula tour does go on that they do perform as well because they know how to put on a show not only just from the hosting side but actually from being on the stage themselves yeah. doing the damn thing um so yeah go follow the I'm sure you're already following the Boulets on social media but please go follow the Boole brothers as well um might see some little clips as you kind of mentioned there already Lindsay um you know, with Jagula, we don't get a teaser for the next episode and for impatient bitches like us that's really annoying <laughs> yeah. um, but there's been like um, an, there's an announcement for the themes for the rest of the season and um, I'm hoping that these definitely are accurate but for next week apparently it's going to be Monsters of Rock um, with the annual Monsters of Rock show so this will be a lip-syncing performance So this will be the one. I'm I'm really excited
1: about this. I think this could be a lot of fun. Be buzzing. Yeah, like last year's one was so like dramatic um, with some of the things that happened. So I'm very curious to see what angle that this goes in this time around.
0: Yeah, and a lot of the there's a lot of like new themes as well that are coming up in. I'm just I'm just so excited for the season. This cast is just so talented. Every single one of them. I know mm-hmm. we've said that before, but um, yeah. I wish it would be Tuesday again already. I want to see the <laughs> next episode. <laughs> no. On that note, Lindsay, where can people find you on the socials?
1: I am at Hi, it's Lindsay underscore on all social media.
0: And you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at lulu underscore Pew. Um, if you want to find the podcast, you can find us at Pod on Twitter and then GoFriends underscore podcast on Instagram as well. Please go follow us on the socials. Um, until next week, stay spooky, ghouls.